There's some funny bits in there. Yeah, I think. I hope so. Nah, I, I think so. you're. When yeah. you when you're not feeling it, I know we're on, we're on the right track. <laughs> Travel back in time to the '80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Ugh, we turn that crap off. It's not funny anymore. Jeez, breathe through your nose, crawl. I won't play it anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, Room. It's just been a long day. I just want to pour some Crown and kick back, okay? Sure, go ahead. Have a glass. And while you enjoy that, I'd like to take this time to offer you some important messages. Oh, God, no. Really, not tonight, man. I know you're newly single and all, and that you're not really ready to get out there yet. But since you really haven't been in the game for 17 years, I thought this would be an ideal time to offer you a primer of sorts regarding the rules of courtship in the 21st century. Really? You know what? Fine. I got nowhere else to go anyway. Let's hear them. First, never expect sex on a first date, my friend. For some reason, women think they come across as slutty if they give it up before at least a month's worth of dates. Hmm. Slutty equals bad. Got it. Second, if a woman invites you out, you have to respond in less than 24 hours. By telephone, my friend. Not text message. Not Facebook status update. Not email. A telephone call. Telephone call? It's the 21st century. What if I'm busy? What if it takes two days? I'll tell you. They call up all their friends and your friends and call you an insensitive a-hole. And then they show up outside a football game that you're refereeing and confront you right in front of all your friends and colleagues. Trust me. Just call them back. Oh, God. I'm never dating again. All right. What else you got? Third. When ordering food, find out what she wants and then order for the both of you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine with white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. Wait a minute. Are you just quoting Fast Times at Ridgemont High? No, shut up. This last rule is the most important. I'm afraid pretty much every woman is going to insist upon it. All right, I need to hear it. When it comes to fetish play, always have an ice bag, cloth napkins, and your insurance card readily available. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, with TampaBay.com. And today, it's no surprise that Daly and I are going to tackle the buddy movies of the 1980s. I call them rooms. Times pop music critic, Sean Daly. We now see each other, basically... Every second of every day. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many days have I been in your, your apartment now? It's what, like six or I don't, seven? I don't want to say that I'm counting, but it's been 17. <laughs> Has it really been 17? 17, exactly. But see, I... I uh, yeah, it's been 17. But they've been good days. I feel like we're just really now starting to bond. Start, starting to learn each other's uh, rhythms. No, come on. We wake up in the morning, at night, before we go to bed, we have a little tumbler of Crown Royal. 
I use a 32 ounce tumbler. Yeah, you do. You do. I have a nice little delicate Dean Martin tumbler of Crown Royal. Maybe four or five ice cubes and just a splash. Just a splash. Uh, of alcohol, and you pour these giant Seven <laughs> Eleven scuffed plastic cups of Diet Coke and wild turkey. <laughs> and then <laughs> last night I asked you, I'm like, drinking all that Diet Coke doesn't that keep you up? And you're like, no, 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 it's caffeine free, <laughs> like that, like somehow it was health, you know, herbal medicine, like it was healthy. Yeah, yeah. But no, come on, Nick loves me. Nick now sleeps with me more than he sleeps no, with you. He doesn't. He tortures us equally, admit it. Oh, my God. He is just something Last else. Last night, he was out of control. Now, let's just get this out in the open now. So when I originally moved into the Spears Lair, which everyone knew was basically inevitable right. from show number like one. Um, you know, for those who didn't follow last week's show, you're there because... You got to listen to last week's show if you're going to understand the next right. hundred shows. Your romantic life is sort of on the blink. Yes. Yes, but more important is that now you and I have finally found each other, fallen into each other's arms, just like God intended. And so, um, yeah, you got to listen to last week's show if you're going to understand all the rest. But now, um, I got to ask you, like, when, when I moved in, how how long did you think I'd, I'd, you know, be there, reasonably be there? What's the what's my lease? <laughs> uh, a month, maybe. Month. And we're at day 17? That's perfect. Yeah, Yeah. it's You're not there half the time. You're exactly. So that should almost go a month and a half. But you know what? So comfortable. Please don't kick me out. I got nowhere else to go. The thing is, though, it's like when you have a roommate, which I haven't had a roommate, you know, since I was married or whatever, but the things you never know when rooms is going to show up. So it's like I could get, I could kick back and get comfortable, you know. I do show up at, at odd times. You know, pull the pants down. No, is that, do is, that. Is that <laughs> well, you know, when I walk up the, 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 the steps of the lair, you do I kind of go, but I do because I'm not sure if you got your pants around your ankles or you have maybe like a female in there. Anything's possible. Speaking um, of females, uh, you know, people are going to wonder, you know, because you and I are there, you know, have we done any entertaining there lately? And the answer is yes. Um, you did. My answer is no. A firm no. <laughs> Negatory. I, but I count on you as my memory for that because I don't remember oh, much of that Oh, my night. Lord. That was, there was all, yeah. Saturday night. I cried alone as I listened to your sounds of lovemaking <laughs> in the other room. And, but to tell you the truth, your lovemaking sounds and dry heaving <laughs> are very similar. Like, oh, poor Steve's getting sick. No, wait, he's getting laid. No, he's getting sick. Hold on. Maybe now he's snoring. Really? It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, wait a minute. I can't. I'm like playing a game. I'm like, I, it's like Sudoku. I got my pencil and paper out. Wait, dry heave plus. Seriously, you'll snore one second, and then yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it was uh, already. There's been zaniness in the um in the in the lair. But hey, baby, I'm, I'm keeping it slow. Yeah, I'm keeping it slow. You've I'm been. Keep- uh- I'm keeping it under wraps. <laughs> He's been Machiavellian. I don't, even, I, I don't even know what that means. I don't even think um, I've, uh, I've I've entered the bedroom. Your bedroom uh, frightens me a little bit. It should. I'm afraid I'm going to step in a bear trap or something. <laughs> um, you saw my uh, you saw a bit of my backside, I think, because I came. Oh my god! You come bounding out of the bedroom. Yeah. Like uh, almost kind of like Rocky, like running up the steps. Of the Philadelphia Art Museum and said, but Rocky said it was celebrating in public and you were celebrating in the nude. Like, look at me, Sean. I saw your ass. You got kind of a small ass for, for, you know, we're, we're big dudes, but your, your ass isn't that huge. 
Thank you. Of, but then you turned around. No. Yeah, and then you're like, then you did the rock your hands up. Like and I, I looked away. I couldn't. I couldn't do it <laughs> I again. Need some you were butter bald naked. You didn't even have a sock on. This is true. Anywhere, unfortunately, <laughs> you just came bounding out. Woo! Thought you were asleep, my friend. You're unbelievable. No, I, I respect your privacy. I wasn't asleep. I just I cry myself asleep down. I got the insomnia. But you know what? You you asked me. You know I'm 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 trying to uh, I'm trying to find my center. I'm trying to find my 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 core. Your chi. My chi, and the only real, the only real relationship I'm really trying to lock into these days is is the one with uh, myself, but also with you, my friend. You Sean know, Sean Daly thinking of himself. <laughs> I never thought it would happen. But anyway, so today we celebrate not just. Spearsy and Daly in the lair together for the next two or three months, reasonably, without things getting awkward. But also the great movie, buddy movies of the 1980s. Right, because what is one of our most hollow traditions in the lair when you and I are there together? We watch movies. We watch a lot of movies. 250 to what, 265? That's the only channels I know. 250. Right. And every morning it's like Conan the Barbarian. We've now seen Conan (laughs) the Barbarian's stepbrothers like about 10 times each. There's really no need for Conan the Barbarian to ever appear at 6 in the morning. (laughs) There's something disturbing. At midnight, it's the greatest movie ever. At 6 in the morning, I feel like a perv. Yeah, but I like the witch scene. Because she's naked. Yeah, and I also have the thing. Like, I even like it when like she turns into a, a witch as they're copulating. You know? Yeah, you were I, getting. Yeah, you were like I, scratching I yourself in a weird way. No, that was a even legitimate scratch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick just wants to move out. Pretty soon he's gonna have like a little kill, kitty like hobo backpack on his shoulder. Meow. <laughs> just go out. Yeah, I've kind of thrown off his. Um, yeah, his his daily schedule as well. Yeah, so we figured it'd be a good time to talk about uh, buddy movies. And let's uh, talk about buddy movies while we're still buddies. Yeah. Before I throw a wedge into our friendship. Exactly. And crumble the Stuck in the 80s franchise. You know, because this is an intellectual show, sometimes I occasionally like to put some uh, thought and research into the topic at yes, hand. Yes. And so for this week's show, I did Google the term, and I've come up with an interesting definition from uh, the Dictionary of Film. Could you please read it for us? Yeah, the buddy movie. Such films extol the virtues of male comradeship and relegate male-female relationships to a subsidiary position. It's about right. Male relationships have always been a significant element in our popular culture. From the leather-stocking tales of James Fenimore Cooper... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, to laugh. <laughs> the leather stocking tales to television beer commercials. So from James Fenimore Cooper to um, less filling tastes great. And, and, and we exist somewhere in the middle. I don't believe I used the subsidiary position on Saturday night. <laughs> oh, shit. Sure sounded like you did. <laughs> I think you're going to come through the wall at one point. <laughs> <sighs> Either he's done or he just vomited all over his date. And then you come bounding out. Gatorade. <laughs> Like a Sasquatch. <laughs> like the Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> Explode through the door. Holy gee. Naked. When you're drunk, you're very like, I mean, yeah, you're, you're pretty, you're like an exhibitionist. Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, so anyway, buddy movies. I'm not a huge fan of the genre, but I'm, I'm, Love I'm grown to like them, okay? Because of me? Because yeah, of your roommate? a little bit because of you. What if you, I, I have no quirks as a roommate, do I? You locked me out one morning when I went to go to the gym. Well, who the hell knew you were up at like 5.30 in well, the morning? wake up at 5.30 in the morning and lock the door? I didn't lock you out. You opened the door and the, 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 what's it called? The Jimmy Bar or something was up. <laughs> and you're like, what in the hell? Like, there was some outrage. I'm like, shut up. What would be your quirks? 
Really? Why? I don't understand. Like, what? What were you doing out? I, was, I went to the gym. I didn't even hear you. I was sound asleep. Well, sometimes did I you like tuck to me in. Did you like? It up? Was the the blanket kind of falling off me? And you like? Put I, I, I don't really look. I'm afraid to look at you Go when I come sleep, out in the morning. Because you think I might be pleasuring myself on your couch. <laughs> It's a leather couch. I have, by the way, I do have le- leather cleaner in the other room if you ever need it. That's <laughs> uh, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll Don't do. hesitate to ask. And, and listen, when are we gonna let's tackle the bathroom together this weekend? Your your beard shavings are everywhere. I know in that bathroom. I'm sorry. And they're like, I put my toothbrush with yours. Yeah. You know, like side by side, our toothbrush is touching. You know, but I made a mistake of putting it down on do the yeah on the sink counter, and it looked like it had a little beard on it. <laughs> I'm like, no, my my my. My toothbrush looks like it had sprinkles, like Jimmy's on it. Well, this doesn't taste like chocolate. Very good for getting rid of tartar, though. <laughs> so you know. Like the old, did like George Washington brush with like a hairbrush? Yeah. The, so the old toothbrushes yeah. were hair. Anyway, that's all, we have for, that's all we got for this week. <laughs> Tune in next week when we're we'll talk about... Uh, all right, this is not the definitive No, this 80s. is just This fun. is more, about again, about us. But you, uh, I'm going to go first and pick my favorite buddy movie of the 1980s. A little movie called Running Scared. Man, I can't do no hard time. Look, you guys let me go. I'll give you some big news on Gonzalez. Yeah, so maybe in honor of old Paco, we'll give him a little amnesty. Oh, come on, man. No, no, not amnesia. Amnesty. It's like, it's like going to confession. You tell us something good enough, and we forgive you for being a loser. Today's the day he gets a shipment. It's on a flight from Columbia. American Transit at 4 o'clock. Did we tell us Finkler Brothers? You want to get shot again? Beat it. Oh, now I got to admit, I really do love that movie, too. But only for the Key West scene, as we, what? we talked about this last week. Really? That's the only thing you like? Uh, I'm not a big fan of cop movies. <laughs> cop, movie, cop movies set in the 80s or set in a previous... God, you're Actually, I like set. The Untouchables, which is a cop movie set not in the 80s, but filmed in the 80s. This is what Steve and I do uh, when we're watching TV at night. Or Steve does it. Steve's like, you know, Sean... You're kind of like the Conan Barbarian, the barbarian of the St. Pete Times. And we'll be like, you're always saying that. So in Running Scared, we have Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. You're the Billy Crystal. I'm the Billy Crystal. I'm Ray Hines. You're, you're Ray and I'm Danny Costanzo. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I'm more Because I'm having trouble with my... With my wife, right? Yeah, and then but you're like the swinging single, right? Yeah, making love to a woman, and then but you I come say, in with the donuts. Yeah, and they tink donuts. Remember they toast yeah. donuts, tink. So I'm gonna say that of all the buddy movies of the '80s, our friendship and our current buddydom uh, most closely resembles Running Scared. I beg to differ. <gasps> I For give you. Shame. I give you the next movie on our list of favorite buddy movies. Are you ready? Yes. A little gem from 1985 called Spies Like Us. Off to the mill barge. Here, sir. Emmett Fitzhume. Hello. Colonel Rhombus, Special Projects Training. We've been expecting you. Uh, excuse me, sir, but uh, what was all this... Uh... That's how I welcome new trainees. What's wrong with a hot cup of coffee and a handshake? Listen, it's my job to get you prepared to go out into the field for combat. Now, I must know right away what I've got to work with. I've made my decision. What's it say? Pussy. Aha! There you go. All right, I'm definitely Chevy Chase's yeah, character because I'm, I'm shady, shifty, I cheat on tests. And these days, I actually kind of look like Dan Aykroyd. No, don't say that oh. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, Emmett Fitzhume. I'm uh, Austin Milbar. I love that, Doctor. 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 Doctor? 
Doctor. Doctor? 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 We're not doctors. I think I'm going to say, too, go out on a limb here and say when they're taking the test, which is by far the funniest part of the movie, um, that might be one of Chevy Chase's funniest uh, scenes ever in all his movies. Oh, I don't know, where he's giving the press conference and he's pretending that the microphone's going out. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. I can watch that movie from start to finish. And a lot of people are thinking, God, Spice Like not this, didn't that movie. suck? <gasps> I mean, I it's mean, not a great movie, but it's in, in, inherently watchable. It, those two guys, if the, if the camera would just stay on those two guys and just forget the rest of the stupid plot, everyone around them sucks in, in, in that movie, except for Bob Hope. But every, everyone's <laughs> awful. I mean, let's face it. It's, it's Terry actually, Gilliam's in it. Yeah, it's just... It's Donna the, Dixon's great. That's where uh, Dan Aykroyd met his future wife. But it's it's an inherently bad movie featuring possibly the great comic... Best comic performance of the 80s. So it's 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 a... Wow. It's wow. a dualism. <laughs> it's an <laughs> so amalgam. Did, did you see, it's a goddamn amalgam. Did you sprain something given that uh, synopsis? You look winded. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to throw up in the bucket? <laughs> <sighs> a lot of people ask for the MP3 of the dry heave, by the way. Really? Yeah. I can provide that. The dry heave for your alarm clock. <sighs> <sighs> this morning you had a little trouble. You were taking a pill. I heard you were taking water. You went. <laughs> <laughs> that was like an aqua heave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not the best morning. Aqua heave. <laughs> okay. So as far as I guess a running scare, what else do we have here, Spearsy? You love this next movie. Me, not so much. You're going to have to convince me about the greatness of 1987's Dragnet. You know, in spite of every logical instinct I've ever had in my life, I consider you a friend. A real friend. Streebeck, wait. Joe, go home. Go home. There's nothing more you can do here. Believe me. And by the way, my name is Pep. It's not Mr. or Junior or Bub or even Streebeck. It's Pep. Friendships start with first names. Joe. What's not to love about Dragnet? It's not, what is it? What's it supposed to be? It's a parody of the 60s cop show. But it's not a very good parody, right? Oh, it's right? a great parody. What? Because basically Dan Aykroyd plays... Joe Friday. Exactly like it was played in the, in the 50s and 60s. Whereas, By Jack, Jack Webb, right. Right. And, um, and technically I think he's believed to be like the grandson or nephew. Oh, so he's not... Oh, okay. And um, t- Tom Hanks, one of his better understated roles. <laughs> what? It's a piece of shit. Oh, Dabney Coleman as uh, Did with you, the lispy. Uh, that's really says the most excited Caesar, you've been. This Jerry whole, Caesar. The most excited you've been this whole show is when you just said the words Dabney Coleman. I love Dabney Coleman. It's a great name, Dabney. God, is that his real name, Dabney? You think? Can we get our research? Why would staff? it not be? That's true. But I love that uh, Tom Hanks's uh, character's name is Pep Strebeck. That's a great name. Stupid. What's wrong with it? Give me one funny moment from Dragnet. Oh, it's not the Art of Noise song. That sucks. It's got to be. Well, I'll give you. There's many, but I'll give you one. The lunch scene. Are you ready? With the chili dogs? Yeah. You're going to lose those red hackles altogether. You eat those chili dogs. I can handle it. They're the worst thing for you. They're filled with nitrites and toxins and poisons. You're doubling up on him. Let me tell you something, mister. Unlike you outside of cigarettes, I only have one vice and a good chili dog is it. So please pipe down and let me enjoy my lunch in peace. Okay. You know the kinds of things that can fall into an industrial sausage press? Not excluding rodent hairs and bug excrement? 
I hate you, Strebeck. Reminds me of lunch with you, where you're having the chili dogs, <laughs> I'm eating healthy. <laughs> you do eat, you ate a banana this morning, right? That wasn't. Why you give me that look? It wasn't the banana. That's that supposed to be. I don't know. All right, so that's a lousy cop movie. Here's a great one. Okay, good. 1982. Mm-hmm. The breakout performance. Oh, I know where you're going. For a young comedian named Eddie Murphy, I give you 48 hours. Yo, Kate. Yeah. I can help you get Gans, but you got to get me out of here first. You're crazy. I'm serious. I can help you get him, but I got to be on the street. What's the big deal being on the street? Let's just say I got a lot to protect, all right? I want Gans as bad as you. Neither one of us ain't got no time. Bullshit. But that's serious You want Gans? Get me out of here. I'll think about it, Reggie. Kate. Kate. You got to get me out of here, man. One of the most profane movies oh. I had ever seen. Directed by the great Walter Hill. It is so... I'll tell you what. It's Uncomfortably so at times. But greatly so. Like, it's a complex movie. Like, Nick Nolte is a racist. Oh, yeah. He's a bigoted, bullish cop. And yet, at the end, you say... But that this this relationship is real between these guys. Yeah. You know, it's so... It's not, it's not concocted at all. I mean, it's not like, oh, I see where this is going. Uh the only thing I don't like about this movie is that when Eddie Murphy sings Roxanne in his prison cell, that triggered decades of people at karaoke singing Roxanne like Eddie Murphy does. That might be the single most annoying thing about karaoke. I, interesting. Interesting. I love um, that, 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 that scene, maybe one of Eddie Murphy's greatest scenes where he's in the, uh, he goes into the bar. Redneck bar. He, he's got to be the cop. There's a new sheriff in, in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Can we play a little bit of that? Sure. Well, look, Hoss, you start running a respectable business, and I won't have to come in here and hassle you every night. You know what I mean? And I want the rest of you cowboys to know something. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. Love it. Love that scene, you know, but... The I miss thing, Eddie Murphy so bad. I miss I, you so bad, Eddie Murphy. I know. He hasn't made a funny movie in a while. The, um, the sad thing about 48 Hours was they did another 48 Hours sequel. Ooh, I've never seen it. It's not very good. Really? It's really. It takes all the charm of the first one and it just disappears. Are they friends now? Or are they just... No, bare? it's the same shtick. He goes... Eddie Murphy's still in jail. He goes back to get him out for another 48 Hours. And... Um, <laughs> so for, hence the title. But... It kind of sets up the idea that buddy movies in general don't make for good film series, except for one. And and I think our listeners would say it is the ultimate uh, buddy movie of the 80s, <clears throat> and maybe of all time. I'd say all time. Are you give, ready? Give it to him, Spearsy. 1987, Riggs and Murtaugh, Lethal Weapon. Hey, look, friend, let's just cut the shit. Now, we both know why I was transferred. Everybody thinks I'm suicidal, in which case I'm f***ed and nobody wants to work with me. Or they think I'm faking to draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm f***ed and nobody wants to work with me. Basically, I'm Guess what? What? I don't want to work with you. Hey, don't. Ain't got no choice. Looks like we both the f***. Terrific. Saw it in the theater. Did you see it in the theater? Nope. Nope. 
Oh, when he chases down at the end, Riggs chasing down the car. I love it. And I'm going to say right now, even better than Lethal Weapon is Lethal Weapon 2, Two. which is one of the great sequels of all time, and I mean that. Oh, I know. I mean it. And then at the uh, end, with the, which time. George Harrison's cheered down, and he wanted to die, but the uh, studio wouldn't let him. Like I think Richard Donner and, um, and uh, Mel Gibson wanted uh, uh, Riggs to die. And he, uh, but of course, like, yeah. Warner Brothers is like, F that. This is I, a, are there know. three of these or four of these? It's four. Ugh. Yeah, and then Renee Russo comes in and ruins yeah. it all. She ruins everything. No, she doesn't. She's great in Tin Cup. Oh, God. Tin what? Cup? That's a cute buddy movie, too. No. It's yeah. 90s, though. It's yeah. 90s. Come on. It's great. Uh, oh, I will defend Tin Cup to the hilt. I'm putting that on your effing gravestone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hop into it. It could be tomorrow. I uh, love Lethal Weapon. Love Lethal Weapon, too. Um, can you still enjoy the Lethal Weapon movies, at least the first two, knowing what you know about Mel Gibson now? His, yeah. his meltdown, his, you know, his I, bigotry, his misogyny, his, his, his violence. It's just like living with you. Oh, stop. no, I can separate the artist from the man. Can you really? Of course. Can you watch the Naked Gun movies and still enjoy uh, O.J. Simpson's performance? Ooh, I didn't really enjoy his performance all that much back then, to be honest. I mean, I always thought he was the weak link in the Naked Gun. Like, <laughs> somewhere Gene Siskel is rolling over in his grave, you know. Somehow I think that O.J. Simpson was the weak link <laughs> in the Naked Gun movies. But he was. And um, Nordberg. So, he Nordberg. plays Nordberg. Nah, yeah. he's, that's the weak link. But, uh, you know, as much as we love these movies, there are some movies, I say, that are some of the worst examples of buddy movies in the 80s. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Fast Times Ridgemont High. Not good, yeah. Not good because why? Because Damone sleeps with rats. Right. Girl. Lesson to be learned there. Yeah. Less than zero. Not a good buddy movie. Why? Because Robert Downey Jr. sleeps with Andrew McCarthy. Uh huh. We see a pattern here daily. Yeah. Keep your. Stay off my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not. Man, I. I've never been to me, okay? I'm shutting down uh, you know, the lady scene for about a year. Okay. Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Not a good buddy movie. Why? Because Tom Hanks sleeps with a dog. Exactly. <laughs> you know what this makes me in the mood for? The, the Seggies. Ah, uh, by the sound of the tone, it is time for Reader Mailbag. And just as I predicted... We had a record amount of emails this week from our fans and our listeners and our friends, mainly our friends, and they all had words of uh, uh, consolation, of yeah, empathy. empathy. Yeah, compassion. No, no, no. I want to thank everybody for emails and Facebook notices and... Uh, pantygrams. Pantygrams, singing gorillas. Um, uh, yes, of course, Leslie. It, 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 it was announced that I, there is marital discord in the House of Daily. Um and, uh, you know, if you want to go back and listen to that show, you can. People said we did a nice job. Yeah. Uh, you come, you know, typical Spears. Here I am in this vulnerable moment, Sean Daly, just, you know, uh, bleeding all over the stage. And yet oh, the, the resounding response to the show is that oh, Spears, he God, he's such a saint for letting Sean come into his apartment, which is true. You are saintly for doing it. But again, Spears using the Stuck in the 80s platform <laughs> to reel in more babes. The only reason that you were the Kool-Aid guy on Saturday, bounding out of your bedroom, butterball naked, with your thing flopping around, is because of the show. And everyone's like, oh, Spears, he, he's such a good man. And you are a good man. But again, come on. Look at that grin. What? That what, evil what would you have right me say, now. Sean? Not, <gasps> what would you have me oh, say? Oh, wow. You got uh, Sean. You never called you, me Sean. You've put a protective fence around your heart. 
I tried to chip away at it. You'd have none of it. Oh, anyway, so in all seriousness, thank you very much to everybody for your outpouring of emotion and your words. A um, lot of really, really, really nice responses. And nobody, uh, you know, maybe there's some people out there who, I don't know, aren't so happy with me. And maybe there's some people who, you know, have different thoughts. So thanks for keeping those to yourself. <laughs> uh, no. Um, anyway, yeah, it was, uh, it was a difficult thing to do, but, you know. We have a family here at Stuck in the 80s, and uh, our fans for over 200 shows have been very, very good to us. And I thought that maybe it would be, I don't know, duplicitous of me to not share that information. I'm not Spearsy. I can't, I can't give it all up, you know? Um, but, uh, but anyway, yes, thank you very much to everybody. We have some nice letters here that we're going to read. But first of all, um, we have some snacks today. Oh, yeah. Provided to us. They're Halloween-themed. Provide to us from Sarah in Massachusetts, who also sent me a very nice note. It was very nice. And she sent us a big bounding box of, of snacks, uh, including a carrot toy for our son, Nick. Yeah, it's great. He's my cat now, too. Oh, don't even start. Yes, I love him. Do you feed him? No, I don't water? even know. You know, I I feel a little guilty about that. I wouldn't even know where his cat food is. I showed you where his cat food was. D- did you? Yeah. Is that like a subtle hint that sometimes I can throw some like vittles in there for him? <laughs> I'll start. Anyway, uh, Sarah says, "Happy Halloween, Stephen Sean. Here are some treats for the lair. Uh, oh, and a toy for Nick as well. Uh, Sarah in Massachusetts. So thank you. Thank Biggest you very box much. We've gotten ever. I think. Ah, uh, yes, very nice. Anyway, here are uh, this week's letters. Uh, first one." Is from Chunky But Funky, that's what she calls herself, Karen Elaine Ventola, always stuck in the 80s. I want to let Sean know I'm thinking of him during this difficult time. He said there were no tears in the studio, but here in Rockaway, New Jersey, my cheeks are adorned with evidence of sadness for you. Well said. Breakups are, for lack of a better term, a bitch, but also a time of renewal. Upon my last relationship ending, I gained a better understanding of who I am and just how much I love her, me. Uh, I'm not trying to give advice unsolicited. Um, however, you have family and friends that love you. Listen to what they lovingly say to you with your heart and never argue with the ex in front of your 18 kids. I don't. Uh, the ex and I are actually getting along better than we ever have. For You can analyze that all you want. Uh, it makes children feel sad and usually blame themselves because they don't know any better. I hope you receive this uh, in compassionate spirit in which it was given. Here's to a new life full of unknown potential, big hugs. Sincerely, Chunky But Funky, Karen Elaine Ventola, always stuck in the 80s. Thank you very much. She's a very, very good fan. I've heard from, uh, we hear from her a lot. So uh, thank you, Karen Elaine Ventola. Next up is David Sensei in Japan. Sensei. Oh, sorry. David Sensei in Japan. Sensei. David Sensei in Japan. Just as Sean was there for Steve during his breakup with VGF, it was nice to see that Steve is there for Sean during his tough time. I've been a longtime listener of the podcast, and though I've tried other 80s podcasts, nothing is better than yours. As your friendship has gotten stronger, the podcast has gotten better. Should we tell him that we actually hate each other? <laughs> Pretty much. <clears throat> now we get to hear stories about you two living together. I, for one, am looking forward to them. Yeah, we thought so. Uh, in fact, it's so rich... Us living together, I think we should extend it ad infinitum. Forever and ever, amen. Uh, we, the listeners, have gone through the ups and downs with both of you, and it's been a fun ride that only looks to get better. For as long as the ride lasts, I will forever be stuck in Japan and stuck in the 80s. David Sensei in Japan. Nicely done. Next up is Diane in Chicago, who says, Dear Sean and Steve, um, love this po- podcast. Hilar. Is that like new short? It just says hilar. Yeah, it's a, sh- it's a 
Is it Chicago thing? Because you're not from Chicago. Hilar. You two living together just provides me with images that will keep me up at night laughing. I would totally love a call at bloop, 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 if I guess this week's music snippet correctly. Are we going to call her eventually? We could. Is she married? Oh, shut up. I have never heard... I like the married ones. That's horrible. I'm kidding. I have never heard... Look at me. I'm so, like, uh, noble and moral now. (laughs) <laughs> you son of a bitch I've never heard Steve laugh so hard as he did when Sean was doing his dry heave imitations while they say imitation is the finest form of flattery I am not so sure in this case Sean on a serious note good luck with Nick and getting no sleep I have a male cat and he bites my head pulls my hair and basically attacks my flesh I have <clears throat> sticking out of the covers every morning at 4am while my husband sleeps peacefully sorry Steve husband sleeps peacefully Anyway, I can't wait to listen to this podcast again and future podcasts to come with my newly recruited listener, my husband. Wow. Spears, I got to believe she keeps saying husband to keep you off. Or, yeah. Uh, because he knows all about nasty bachelor pads. Diane in Chicago. Thank you, Diane. Uh, David Sensei in Japan. Uh, Karen Elaine Ventola. Um, and everybody else who, 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 who wrote in letters uh, caring about me. I, that feels very, very nice. And Steve appreciates uh, more fodder for him to turn into uh, uh, romantic conquests. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. I got to tell you, I'm shocked at the response we got from last week's mystery challenge. It was by far what I thought was the hardest one ever. Uh huh. Everyone and knows cr- it. And people Everyone it. knows it. People Are you ready for it? it? Yeah. Listen carefully. Oh, God, you and your rashes. Hey, I'm sorry if the end of the world makes me a little nervous. Yeah, that's Night of the Comet. Come on. Who? Doesn't happen something happen in the tunnel? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Why would it? Where does that take place? Chicago? New York? L.A.? <sighs> L.A., I think. Yeah. You know, the comet flies over. Anybody who wasn't in a lead-lined building is pretty much dead or a zombie. It was fun. Yeah, I'd like to watch that again. Let's cur- curl up on the couch tonight and watch it You know it who together. actually owns it, I think? Oh. Dominic C- Casario in Tampa. Oh, yeah? Let's get them over. Yeah. We got playroom in the lair. <laughs> Don't think um, We had tons of winners this week. Tons. They include Mark Harmon's nipples. Remember, everyone has to have a nickname or they don't get... Oh, God. Is, are we going to carry this? No, not forever. Just a little bit longer. All right. Mark Harmon's nipples. The Thrillbilly, J.R. Shelby. The Mad Baker of Ridgeland. Weiner Wench. Oh, Wiener Wench, sorry. Wiener Wench. Alex, six fan forever, Cardoso Solis from Tijuana. Jeff, two sheds young. I love that. Jeff, two sheds young. Uh, Knitting Girl, 40. Phallic Thimble. The return of the Jody. Jody. Uh, the unmentionable Pat Hogan. Citizen Buck. Captain Pittsburgh. Troy Sag in Tulsa. Jessica Cusman Sloan, a.k.a. Sean Daly's mouth, put me through college. That is a lot more innocent and benign than it sounds. Her father was my um, dentist in Westford, Massachusetts. And I had 12 cavities the first time I went to a dentist. Nice. Yeah, not good. I've been clean since, so I'm clean now. Sonny Burnett, A-Rod, and our new favorite, Cranky Peacenick. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. There was a difference of opinion concerning a gooseberry pie. The man... Left it sitting on his windowsill. What did he expect? Perhaps he expected to eat it. If you know it, email us at stuckin80s at tampabay.com and then tune in next week with your nickname to find out if you're a wiener.
Ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. This one as well, not the biggest mystery on the planet. Are you ready? Yes. Here was last week's mysterious tune. Yes, that's making love out of nothing at all by Air Supply. Sean Daly's story. And I'm never gonna make it like you do, making love out of nothing at all. Do you think I can really go a year without uh, shenanigans? A year? Is that your goal? Yeah, I'm gonna be like a monk. Do you, are you, do you subscribe to the whole if you don't use it, you lose it philosophy? Was that supposed to mean? No, I'm just kind of thinking. No, about no, no. It. Well, you're you're you're, you're you, like you, jinxing me here. You're freaking you, me out. What are you talking if you about? Went a year and you didn't touch it. Would that be a bad thing? I mean, I guess. Could we get a doctor on the phone? Is Diane in Chicago a doctor? <laughs> a doctor? Uh, Doctor Dim, would he know the answer? <laughs> Doctor Incognito. Uh, um, oh, I don't man. know. I don't know. Hey, you know those rules I mentioned at the the, the start of the show? I mean about. Yeah, none of those are no. Are those true. are those are all true. Shut up! What? No, I'm serious about especially the, the whole phone call. I got to call back in less oh, than yeah. 24 hours. That is the most true one. I mean, I've gotten burned on that a couple times where someone has texted me like, "Hey, you know, you want to go see a movie this weekend, or would you want to go to dinner tonight?" And or you know, not tonight, obviously, but Saturday or whatever. And I took more than 24 hours. I mean, they knew like, no, no, I sent you the message at 5:07 p.m. and you responded at, you know, 8:20. The day later, too bad. They, they, it is like written in the rule book. It's annoying. It's all get out. Just get used to it. Get God, look it. at you. You're furious. How can I, I play by the daily rules? I'm like Michael Jordan. The Jordan rules. It doesn't matter. I'll call him back when I feel like it. They're the referees, my friend, not no, you. I'm You're just, just a player on the field. You just run around chasing the ball. <laughs> I'm telling right. you, it's just gonna be aggravating beyond all. The yeah. winners. Of this week's Name That A's tune include Laszlo Holyfield, Alex Millimeter Peter, Mike Hartman, Pinhead, Timmy the 80-Ounce Rocker Rex, Marty U. McFry, Blanketron, OJ in Spain, Dominator, The B-Man from Des Moines, Iowa, and our future president, Circus Peanuts in Clearwater. (laughs) Circus Peanuts. Have you ever eaten a circus peanut? I hate the circus. God, it's that's not my question. You have no idea what a circus peanut is. What do is you? A circus peanut? It's those orange marshmallow globby things. Circus oh, peanut. That's nasty. No, I would yeah. never touch. I've that. I've never been to a circus though. Never? never. You object to the way the animals are treated? Is that it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I object to the smell. I don't like clowns, Steve. I don't like clowns. Um, enough said about that. Uh, the best. Yeah. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at stuckin80s at tempe.com. Nicknames no longer required. You put, all right. But, but if you want, yeah, if you have a zany nickname yeah. like Circus Peanuts, go right ahead. I don't C- think people are going to stop sending it. CP nick- for short. CP. You just told me that the other night, that seat. Does it? Well, you don't want to know. No. God, you know so much. Hi, Sean and Steve. This is Lynette from Brooklyn, and I am—I have a few minutes before I pick up my lovely daughter from school, whose favorite song is Date to Church by The Replacements, and I just wanted to tell you how much I love the podcast. Miss Kathy Wass, um, and thanks a lot. I am a faithful listener, and I will always be hopelessly stuck in the 80s. 
So there you go. Steve and I still trying to explore our friendship, our buddydom. What other adventures await in the future? Well, we haven't done the obligatory roommate. Um, oh God, what are you gonna say? Well, we've done a Underpa- road, underpants road trip. exchange. Well, we haven't done like the we haven't done like the like spur of the moment road trip. Here's what we need to do: go on a road trip and not just record it uh, audio, but video as well. Yeah. And um, give it to our fans as a as a Christmas gift. We haven't had the um, the night where one of us tries experimental cooking and so, it all goes awry. I, that's going to happen. You know the chili, nude, the chili explodes. Nude, yeah, I'd like to some chili. Just some third degree burns. What else have we not done? Um, uh, comic plumbing disasters haven't happened yet. Which with the two of us, God, your the same ba- toilet. Your, your toilet is so small, though. I know. And you sit on the seat, and it always shifts, and it scares the hell out I of you. It goes clank. Can you hear me? I'm like, God, dang. I, I'm. It's really like yeah. it's like a slip and slide on that thing. I'm not going to miss this lair. I'll miss the lair a little bit. I don't, have we told people that I'm upgrading the lair? Yes. Uh, you. Um, I hinted at it. Right, you have a you yeah. you've made a bid on a house, right? Yep. So would you call it make a bid? It's a it's a larger lair. It'll still be called a lair. Are you really you're not going to tweet lair 2.0 or no. the new lair? No. Um, Steve, this has been a great show on buddy movies. Uh, a couple other buddy movies we didn't mention, but we have mentioned on the earlier podcast, uh, the Great Outdoors. You know how I love that the, those uh, the the the. Ju- the John Hughes buddy movies I love, as well as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Three Amigos. If we were the third person. Yes. Uh, Red Heat. Uh, you love Jim Belushi and, and Schwartzy. Another Jim Belushi classic buddy movie about last night. Yes. The Blues Brothers. It's almost a brothers movie. Then we may have to approach oh, yeah. that. Well, well, a different well, topic. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I withdraw that. Yeah. We were talking about brothers. One. What other buddy movies? About last night. Boy, there's an, uh, a, a public outcry for us to do a show on about yeah, last night. Yeah. Why don't we do this? Do you own it? Yeah, of course. Let's go home. Two of us. Right now? To the lair. Yeah, sure. And um, pour ourselves a nice beverage. You know, maybe have some little Smokies. And fire up the old uh, VCR popping about last night. And boom. There you go. Because I never do my research. Now that I live with you, I can do my research. Fantastic. And we'll watch it together. We'll take show notes. And then we'll come in and we'll record a show. Boom. Piggybacking. I love it. All right. Let's do it. Done deal. Until then, Sean Daly, myself, and the Little Smokies, we remain here hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes.